Hello, beautiful human. Thank you for joining Shit You Don't Want to Talk About. We're stoked to have you be a part of the conversation changing shit you don't want to talk about into shit to talk about. This show was created to have us open our minds and learn about new perspectives even when we don't agree with them. Please be advised. Episodes can discuss content that is not suitable for all listeners and it can be triggering. Opinions of our guests expressed on the show are their own. They do not necessarily represent the views of myself or the show. There are a few ways we could really use your support. Please share your favorite episode, especially send them to someone that could really use the content we talked about. Donate on PayPal and Patreon. Subscribe and rate the show iTunes and Spotify and follow on social media and join the conversation. It's shit to talk about. That's shit. The number two talk about links are in the episode description. Hey, Tina, thank you for joining shit. You don't want to talk about, please introduce yourself and what shit you want to talk about today. Oh, thank you so much, Jen, for having me come on with your listeners. My name is Tina Ginn. I am an emergency preparedness coach and an app developer of Your Backup Plan app, which is located here in beautiful Vancouver, BC, not too far from you. (laughs) Thank you. And what is emergency preparedness? Like what, I mean, my mom tells me to have all the like stock food, like for years on end and wants me to emergency prepare. I will admit. I've just promised her that I will show up at her house in case anything happens. Um, Probably not going to store it myself, but that's like the only context I have for emergency preparedness. So what is that? I think it's the only context for, for state leaders as well for provinces in the States. Um, Because whenever anything does happen in a disaster, a natural disaster, the first thing that the um, senators and and people that come out to the problem, the hurricanes or the wildfires or whatever it might be, they'll say, we've never experienced this before. That's, they always say that. So that gives them the right to not, you know, kind of not be prepared. So I think that we should all be prepared because we used to be prepared. We used to, in the prairies, like think of a little house on the prairie. The dad would roll up the important documents in a brown paper bag and roll it tight and stick it in the rafters. And say, you are taking me old school with little house on the prairie. I'm just like, I actually used to have the entire book set. Sorry, that got me very distracted. But yes, (laughs) like, as you're just saying, putting important documents in the rafters. Yeah. Um, they, and, and everybody knew that's where they were, but we don't do that anymore. And we have so many more important documents. We have, like, if I was to say to you, Jen, what is emergency preparedness? And you obviously just come up with a bag. Um, what other thing comes to mind if you're going to think about emergency preparedness? I would say documents such as like birth certificate social security card i know i know u.s documents driver's license uh and then after that that that's documents from for myself and i i only honestly know this because my my mom is going to be so happy when she listens to this podcast that i actually (laughs) listened to her at some point 
but like my medication, um, it's like, even though I have like daily medication, I have to take so many that I have them in a Tupperware that if I have to go, I can dump and go. Um, she, I'm okay. Basically I'm just naming things. My mom has taught me, (laughs) um, to have kitty litter and two gallons of water at all times in my trunk and a shovel. And, uh, because if you get stuck in the snow, an extra jacket, if you're ever traveling, make sure you have walking boots and things that can withstand the snow, have extra sleeping gear and things to keep you warm. And that is all that I'm really aware of for emergency preparedness. First aid kit. Yeah, first aid kit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. First aid kit. Yep. And, um, also how to get the animals out of the house. Right. So you're prepared for your car, but not prepared for anything that might come further than that. So a will, a power of attorney, a living will. I know. I I have a living will that uh, only because they make, when I went into a craniotomy, they make you make one because it's such a serious surgery that they're like, it's your brain. You might die. So you have to create one. And yeah, yeah. I would have never thought about my will. Because they don't want the responsibility put on to them. That's what I hear a lot from my clients that are are nurses or in the medical uh, system. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, they'll have someone standing in front of them and they'll say, look, you're going in for surgery today who can you call to go look after your animals? You're going to be here a week, you know, and, and they have nothing planned, nothing. They are like, I have to go home first. Well, you can't. So I, I, it all started by me being prepared because I had a girlfriend who turned 60 and she had a cough around Easter time. And her husband called me and said, could you pick her up after she goes in to the hospital for tests and bring her home? Because they were running a little dollar store. And I said, sure, just give me a shout. So he called me later that afternoon and said she won't be coming home. She's staying in the hospital for more tests. Then he called me the next day and said she has stage four lung cancer and won't be coming home. Oh, my God. Yeah. So from a cough to that. So I would go visit her every week and it was six weeks and she passed away. But in one of the visits that I bring her a cup of tea because you know what the tea and coffee tastes like in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, it was so shocking every time you'd go up in the elevator and the doors would open and I'd look at it and say, oh God, what is she going to look like today? you know, every single time, how is she going to look today? Because she deteriorated so quickly from sitting on the edge of the bed to lying in the bed with oxygen, you know, like it just progressed so quickly. And I took her out on the patio one day and she said, she grabbed my hand and she said, you know, Tina, I just want to see the blue sky. I just want to hear the birds. And I just want to feel the breeze on my face. That's all I want. Because when you've been go into the hospital and then you can't get out and you never thought this is the end. Like your life 
literally changes in, in the split second. And I took that and thought to myself, you know what? People don't have their shit together. People don't have their stuff together. She doesn't want to sit and sit there with you and talk about, well, where's my key for the garage? And where's the shutoff valve for the gas line? I don't want to talk about, did you get the accounts done for accounts payable? Or did you pay those drop-offs that came to the store? Or did you pay the utility bill? Do you know how to pay the utility bill? Do you know how to pay the mortgage payment? Like she's not sitting there doing all of that. She just wants to be present. You want to be present in the moment. You want to give that person strength and empower them to recover if possible. I mean, that's what we all want. We want to, the person to be able to go home. And you never know what miracles come. Like, you don't know if they've been given, you know, this time to spend for the last moments or whether or not they're going to last another couple of years. Who knows? We've all seen it. We've all seen it in the news, right? How someone lasts longer than what was expected. But so it is possible. And I was determined after that and said to myself, people need to be better prepared for whatever comes. If you lose your wallet, you know, we do workshops all the time on Zoom and Facebook about what's in your wallet. Can you put your wallet on the counter right now and take a piece of paper and write everything that was in that wallet? Probably not. That's what I find anyways, um, without looking in your wallet, of course, um, or guessing what was in your purse if it was stolen or lost. You know, mine is the bottomless bottomless pit. <laughs> like it's like a Mary Poppins bag. It is literally like a giant bag that just no one knows what's in there. That's right. Well, talking about that, you you mentioned about a wallet, and if you're in your last days at the hospital, and there's so many scenarios that are just going through my head. So, I before we dive into those you mentioned on how you have this app that you, you built and you're it, a lot of it came from your friend that passed away. How, how, how'd you become an app developer? Because that's pretty cool. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to go, Hey, I'm going to go make an app. It's going to be fun. <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause I think the universe set me up all along my path. You know, I sold real estate. I was a realtor. I went into finance. Um, so I was a financial advisor for over 20 years. Um, I have my Microsoft certified systems engineer um, behind me. I, I'm certified with that. So I worked with software developers and I worked with software for about six or seven years. So I tested a lot of apps. I tested a lot of programs. And I was familiar with it, not knowing at that time what I was going to be going into. Um, but with the financial world, um, after experiencing that, I even sold cars on a car lot for a while. And I feel that it's all experience to, to be better prepared in all aspects. The only thing I haven't done is house insurance or business insurance. So, but I have um, spoken to and done a lot of interviews with people in that uh, field. 
So um, it's worked out really, really nicely so that I can tell people and help them understand what life insurance do I have? When does it end? When does it go up in price? Does it renew? All of those things. Have I fixed the beneficiaries lately? Have I looked at that? Does it, is my life insurance for, um, uh, will it be on claim? Like if something happened to me, there's two different types of insurance. There's ones that you've already been pre-approved and it basically uh, doesn't matter what happens to you after you will get your life insurance. Then there's another type where you get approved after something happens. So they can look back in your history and say, well, you know, you knew about that cancer, you know, um, so we're not going to give you the life insurance. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there are different types and you have to kind of know what do I have and how do I know what I have? So those are the kind of workshops that we look at doing and interviews and videos that we have in our library uh, where you can just click, you know, you could be sitting by a fireplace one day and I'm just going to do one of Tina's 20 minute videos and take a look and look at my paper and see what do I have. And if I still don't know, I can go on a consulting call or I can go on a workshop. And it's kind of cool in a workshop because you have five, six, 10 different people and they're all looking at different things. So you're getting better uh, knowledge about different things that you might not have asked yourself. So that's really cool. Um, the other thing that we do is for wildfires or hurricanes or any natural disasters, so, so to speak, we look at getting photos of your rooms done and you can just take pictures of, in your app of the different rooms. So here's the kitchen. Here's my living room. Here's the dining room. Here's the furniture. Maybe open up the cabinets and take a picture of what you have in there any hobbies or art or collections or jewelry or anything like that, you take those pictures and you put them into your app. You can decide who wants them when you pass away. You can also take those photos for insurance purposes because the insurance company is going to want uh, the information. You're not gonna have your receipts, but they want pictures and they might want both. So I help you get your paperwork together in the beginning, get this out, get that out, find this, find that, get it all put together in one place. And that's what your backup plan really is about, is getting your stuff in one place in case of any circumstance. And then it helps take away that painfulness after, so to speak, if that's a word. Um, I am, I'm, I'm swimming over here. This is why you keep getting like funny faces from me going, <laughs> but there's so much. <laughs> and, and I remember when we did our intro call, you talked about that you used to have it kind of like in a binder for people to look at. And I love the fact that you created the backup plan. And now I really need to go download it and start doing this because I'm just swimming over here because I, just in, in a few of the items that you just mentioned, I rent. So like figuring out the differences between renter's insurance and house insurance. And right. then also like 
what what happens if there is a I okay. Let me let me break down my scenarios because I have a lot of questions. So let's say my car is stolen and my laptop, my wallet, and my phone are all in that car. What do I do? Well, you can access your account from any tablet or any other phone. You can log in to the app and get your information. So in your app, you would have pictures of what was in your wallet. You can add pictures of what's in your purse if you have anything in particular. Otherwise, I know I just have a lot of, you know, um, quick bars and, you know, know, that kind of nail file, you know, that doesn't. Not exciting stuff. <laughs> no, not not too expi- not too exciting. Um, so with the phone part, that's okay because we can access it from a different place. You can log in anywhere. You could be overseas, and you want a copy of your passport because you can't find it, and you can go down to the embassy or or go online and find out what you can do to get it back. Um, that type of thing. But it's always nice to know what it actually looked like. And the number and everything on it so that you can give that information to the, those companies or office or wherever you're at. Um, but it, it's kind of cool because I was thinking of the condo collapse that happened last year in Florida. Mm, yeah. And all of those people, poor, poor families. So, of course, everything happened And there's some people that lost their places that are alive and some that aren't here. But of all those items that they found, even today, that they're finding, they're putting those items for people and families to say, is this theirs? Was this theirs? And some of that stuff, I don't know about you, but would you be able to know what your mom had? Like, I know I would know a few things, right? Maybe the ring. Or, or a necklace. Yeah. But I don't know everything. And so if she had have taken photos of her jewelry, of her art, of whatever, then you would be able to access that and be able to go in and say, this was my mom's, this is the photo. This was my mom's, this is the photo. What happens in like the, the car scenario if if we're not using something like the backup app, like I know I've had something similar happen and the Googles isn't easy, the, always the easiest to figure out what to do with it, to know everyone to call. And I, I can see the value of the backup app. I'm just like trying to even imagine like what would be like, life would be like without that. Yeah, I know. Um, it would be a whole lot of paperwork. And the problem that I've seen in 99% of the houses that I've gone into, and I'd say, get these documents out, and they find them in the kitchen drawer and in the closet and the filing cabinet, they're, they're all over. Um, I mean, even when Aunt Sally passes away, where is her shit? Where is it? Yeah. You know, like, we don't get mail anymore. So you can't depend on the electricity bill coming in. You can't depend on, well, who do I give the mortgage payment to? Or how do it, like if she's stuck with COVID and ICU, where do you get her stuff? How do you pay her utility bill? How do you pay her rent? 
how, how the person can't talk. So yeah. how are you going to do this? That, that reminds me, my mom was a paralegal for majority of her career. And for some reason, she ended up, the lawyer that she worked for ended up that we needed to clean up their house after they passed away. And it was completely destroyed with mold and ants. And me being a very, very curious 12-year-old, I went exploring and I found a safe. And I found the keys for the safe. And it had over, yeah, it had over $200,000 worth of bonds. And no, I didn't get to keep it. I was really hoping. But his family had no idea that was there. They had no idea because that he was was like a hoarder, you know? And yeah, yeah, it was the type of thing that that's something that could have been really easily overlooked. Yeah. And I can, ah, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about how. Absolutely. Do you know, I mean, how many websites there are to find people's money that have passed away? Oh, wow. I mean, just think, do we have one bank account? Does Mm -hmm. anyone have one bank account? Not normally, not anymore. Not, Not anymore. We have multiple. We have maybe ones we don't use anymore. Maybe we have investment accounts. Well, how does the family or anyone know where to go? Who, where to find it? Where to find your accounts? Did I get them all? Um, did she have life insurance? You know, is where do I, do I have to call every single company to find out? Did she have funeral arrangements? These are the biggest money grabbers of of everyone is the insurance company because you've bought life insurance, you've been paying for it, but you haven't told the family or friends where or what it is. And then they don't put a claim in for it. And it just stops. Whereas, you know, they could have put a claim against it. Um, The other one is funeral arrangements. If no one knows that you made those arrangements, then how is the family supposed to know where and what you wanted? Or yeah. where or what you bought. You have I have friends that have no clue. They the parent insisted they bought funeral arrangements, but they can't find it. Oh geez. How because I can see a difference, especially with it being technology, that some generations may not want to use an application, you know, an app to be able to do this. What would you suggest? to those generations or individuals to be able to be more prepared that don't want to use these apps? Well, um, the, I, w- I will be launching the Blueprint program. So you'll be able to print off all the worksheets, all the steps to what to do and how to do it. You can watch the videos, even getting your files together, even getting the documents together. There'll be interviews with lawyers, attorneys, Um, from different countries and different cities, so that you can really learn about why you should be doing it. It's not so much do it, Tina says to do it, but why am I doing it? Um, I want women, especially, to be empowered to know that they can get this stuff done without him. And why I say that, because I've done many trade shows, 
and women are walking along with their baby buggy and I'll say, do you have a backup plan? And they look at me and say, oh yes, my husband has all of that looked after. Mm -hmm. Really? I'll bet he doesn't. And I bet you don't know what he has and I bet you don't know where it is. So how is that helpful? Because when something does happen, we are left going, okay, what do we do now? Because I have clients that have looked for a will for their dad for a month in the house. And I mean, you have to take time off work just to go through this house with friends. And they found it in a garbage can. Yeah. They looked in the safe. They thought, oh, the safe, it's got to be in there. They got somebody to come in and open the safe because they couldn't get it open. And they had Home Depot flyers in it. Oh, that's definitely worth saving. Yeah. They must, he must have wanted to buy something. <laughs> and, and talking about the safe, that I, I've heard of that it is very smart to have a safe because, especially, you can look into like fireproof safes. I honestly don't know if there's waterproof safes, but I'm guessing there are. Yet, I've heard of a lot of people getting like smaller safes. Yet, in my head, I go, well, a robber can come in and just take the safe. Yeah. It, just, it can walk out of the house. That's right. What do, you, what do you suggest to people to get started even on something to protect their valuables from burglary? Well, the bank deposit is always an option, but I always don't recommend it because in a natural disaster or when there's a wildfire, the banks have to... Um, bring all of that information and, and put it aside. Or if you don't know how to access Aunt Sally's bank deposit box, that's not very helpful. She could have the whole world in there, but you can't access it. So I always like a safe, but the safe has to be big enough. There's like a medium sized safe, which I recommend, or people have larger ones, but they all get bolted down to the floor. So you can't steal it. But I have, they are fireproof, but they're only fireproof to a certain degree. And so one of our cities, actually our small cities in British Columbia in the summertime had a wildfire and it burnt the whole city. And the wildfire actually was so hot that it burned his safe. He, it was on the news. Oh, wow. And he, the only special things he had in it were hockey cards that were worth a lot of money. Yeah. But at the same time, you thought, you know, you had it covered because it's fireproofed, but it's only fireproof to a certain degree, maybe a small house fire or, you know, but once the fire just, you know, wildfires are crazy, plus the wind and, you know, takes off. I think the yeah. only thing left standing was the fireplace. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so that, that's recommended, but then how does someone access the safe? So in the app, you can put down, here's the code for the safe and take a picture of it so that your family member knows, okay, that looks like it's in that closet. Okay, I, I can go to it. It's not for burglars to know or someone right. to take. You don't need to take a picture of your will of every page of all that information. You just need a picture 
a snapshot with your phone of the co front cover of the will. And then you put where it is or take a picture of where it is. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. So it's helpful for people to know where is your stuff. What do you suggest for individuals to do when it's an emergency comes? Like uh, a few months ago, um, the area I live in was in pre-evacuation. So we may have been evacuated. And I, I feel like that's also something a lot of people don't always think about at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I've been in five-minute evacuation notice a few times in my life. And it's really scary because um, you don't know when you're actually how much time you actually have sometimes in many instances, especially over this last summer here in British Columbia, it was um, people weren't even given five minutes. It was like, grab your bag or grab your kid or grab your animal and get in the car and go. Um, so I prepare you by having a kit and getting that kit ready so you can just grab it. Um, everything that's inside the kit is actually in the app as well. So you have both covered. It's like a true backup of your documents. Um, I also go through, you know, where the shutoff valves are. There's an emergency kit preparedness. So you can go shopping and you can go down the list. Um, and I've made it COVID. Ha uh, so you can make sure you have your mask or, you know, all, all of that other stuff uh, that we've now needed in the last two years. Yeah. Um, so there's shutoff valves, there's photos of your rooms and of your items. There's, um, and, and you don't have to worry about all of that. You'll have your go grab bag and you'll have your document bag and you'll just grab your jacket or blankets or whatever it is. And, and you can go really, really quickly because you've looked after all of these things beforehand. What's the weirdest question that somebody has asked you about this experience and having a backup plan? That I guess the biggest one that I get is I have a will. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Nice. But that's only one tenth or one one hundredth of the information you need when someone passes away. Like I said, uh, you could have utility bills that need to be looked after. You have access to their computer. Some, you know, sometimes you have to pay someone to come in and break into the computer so you can figure out what that person has. Um, digital assets, that's a whole other topic in itself. We have a lot of digital assets now online. We have Xbox, we have gambling, we have um, NFTs, we have Bitcoins, we have uh, accounts, we have reward points. I'm, have I'm laughing because I'm like, I know some of those are things, but I have no idea how those even work. Yeah, but some people have them. And if they were to die today, how do you know what they have? Yeah. How do you know where these accounts are? And so it makes it really simple. Even if you don't have a will, it will pop up on your screen and say, do you want one? Do you want a quote? Do you want someone to help you? Do you need to renew it? Do you need it? Is it current? 
So it really helps you like your car insurance, it will pop and say, you know, March 30th, your car insurance is up for renewal, that type of thing. So you can really put in this information and have it useful on a monthly basis, not just, well, when am I ever going to need that? But so when it comes to the backup plan and even the blueprint, how long does it normally take to put all of this content together? Because I'm just thinking even, you know, I'm alive and kicking for now, knock on wood, uh, <laughs> that I'm like, that's a lot to do. That's, that's the point I'm at right now is I'm like, how do I figure out my will? And luckily I, I have a lawyer that will be on the podcast that will talk to us about that. Uh, yeah. And cool. That's one part. Uh, how, what do I do with all my banking account? Cause I don't even always remember my passwords. Um, what accounts do people need to know about? Because, you know, I have my business stuff. I have my personal stuff. I may have a work account. Yeah. Might have an account with my partner. And I'm just like, just thinking about it. I'm like, that's a, a lot of stuff to go find and create and put somewhere. It's easy though, because you just take one module at a time. So today I'm going to find my bank accounts. I'm not going to worry about anything else. Just my bank accounts, and I'm going to write them down. And then the next module might be what bills do I need to pay if I wasn't here for a month or two? What bills need to be paid that I know of? And how do I write the account down and how much the person should pay? Just roughly. Um, so that type of thing would be better, you know, you'd be better prepared because it's just gradual. You just take one bite at it at a time. And I always say one or two modules, when you've completed them, you're like, wow, this was easy. Now, the first step is getting your documents ready. And it really can't be any simpler, because I show you how to put them in a file, I show you how to record them. And I show you so that when you want to do a workshop about you can just yank your life insurance policy out of the file and say, I've got this. Or I don't have life insurance, I should look at that, you know, whatever the scenario is. But there'll be, you know, there's worksheets about just a family conversation with your mom, exactly, with your parents, yeah. with your sister, with your brother, with your spouse. Like I said to my ex husband, one year, he said, what is your New Year's resolution? I said, well, I don't know what mine is, but yours is you're getting fixed and you're going to get a will done. <laughs> well, <laughs> happy new year. <laughs> and, and I, that, that brings up another uh, topic of how do we like, does your content like the backup plan and the blueprint does it give us resources to go look for things like life insurance? Like you mentioned, uh, I need to go get life insurance. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So you, you're basically what I'm hearing from the backup plan is to start adulting when you really don't want to adult is 
That's <laughs> and these are things that I know, uh, to your point, we used to do, we used to teach these things. And, uh, to this day, I will figure one of these things out and I'll call my mom and be like, mom, I'm adulting today. I'm adulting. <laughs> I actually, this is a really TMI thing, but, uh, I folded my underwear drawer to get more to fit in there with my socks. And I called my mom and I'm like, mom, I fit more in the drawer because I folded. <laughs> and she's like, I'm so proud of you. How old are you? <laughs> or rolled. Or rolled. Yes. 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 So that being said, not everything is, is passed down to us and can seem very overwhelming when, yes, these very, very small wins are, you know, seem extraordinary because it's adulting. Yet I wouldn't know where to start with life insurance, for example. So does your platforms give us that, those, that information? That's right. And depend depending on where country you're in, you can just go down the list and say, okay, I'll just, you know, call these ones or go online and check these ones out. And then we have interviews with agents that are in house insurance, car insurance, life insurance, attorneys talking about wills and power of attorneys. Because sometimes when you watch one lawyer or attorney, you're at least this is how I look at it. I probably understood maybe 5% of what that guy just said. Right? Has yeah, everybody yeah. experienced that? Yeah. Or, but if I have multitude videos on the library, well, that one didn't make any sense. Let's try this one. And then it was like, wow, that made so much sense. Mm-hmm. So that's my purpose is because I know that there's different things that people say in different ways that make more sense than others. So mm-hmm. I want to be helpful and say, okay, I want you to know and understand what to ask. When you go get house insurance, so many agents don't ask you all the details. They just, they don't say, well, do you want your art collection more insured than the rest of your policy? Right. You know, so why, why don't you go in knowing what to ask and knowing how to ask it? That's a good call because I'm like, I wouldn't know. I, yeah. I, I actually, as you're stating this, I'm like, oh, intern, or art is worth quite a bit. So is jewelry where electronics can be like with age can devalue or art can actually go up in value. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really think of that. That's right. Now, does insurance, when you go to get like house insurance, do they help you value things, especially when they are passed down to you? Um, no, they'll ask for appraisals. Where do you go to get appraisals? Oh, there's so many appraisal companies. Like it could be art collection that you need to get appraised or some jewelry or something like that. And you're given a certificate. So that's what you want to use when it's, when it's something particular like that, you want to be able to give evidence of what the value is, but I, I'm going to change it a little up for a quick second. And I'm going to ask for someone like yourself, and there's lots of us out there. What would you want done with your podcast? I mean, that's just a simple question that we talk about with your backup plan. Let's talk about what you have online. Do you want yeah. it to continue? Do you want someone else? Do you want to give it to someone else to continue it? Do you want it to stop? What, you know, what do you want done with it? 
That's a great question. And earlier today, I actually recorded another episode. Uh, and it's with uh, the guest has a company called Best Life, Best Death. And she teaches about like the five pillars of the um, physical, the practical, the emotional, the spiritual. I should remember what the fifth one is now. Oh, legacy, legacy. And it, it got me thinking quite a bit because a lot of what you're talking about, it does go into a lot of what she was talking about, but it's much more on the physical side of things, the, the logistics. Yes. And my mom's actually asked me this. She, she's the wise one in this conversation uh, of like, what would I want to have done in the podcast? And I, I don't have employees. I have volunteers and it's just me as an LLC. And honestly, if they could find a new host, I would want them to, I would want this to be greater than one human, right? It's like, it has a purpose for humanity, not just, you know, to make a few bucks. It's like actually there to make social good. And yet I, w- I was actually going to be asking you this too. I have no idea what to do with like business insurance. I was excited. I figured out how to get my LLC and I got myself a checking account. I was very excited. About That's that. excellent. <laughs> After that, I was like, ah, and I, I also don't know who in businesses, do you end up making a business beneficiary then? So with a business, it's a little bit different because you'd have to have its own, its own account just for the business. Cause you personally are one and your business would be like a different family. Got it. Yep. So it has its own accounts. It has its own people that owes it money. It has people that you owe money to have a car in it. You might have toys in there. You know, I have lots of contractors. You could use that as an example. They might have equipment. They might have toys like C-Do's and ATVs and all of that kind of stuff. Well, that's a huge problem. And I've experienced so many times with women that are left holding the bag after their husband passes away. And they have no idea about their business. No idea. You know, all they know is they go to work every day, come home and they have that and they might have, you know, certain employees that they know. And I've had lots of clients that have had to go in and terminate all the employees after someone passes away because they need to close the business. Mm. So there was no plan. There was no one. Well, what if I don't die? What if I'm running this business as a contractor and I have all of this stuff, but I don't die, but I'm in the hospital for six months? Yeah. What does the wife do? Yeah. How does she continue operating? Is it a partnership? Does Mm -hmm. the partner want the wife to be part of it? Mm -hmm. So there's all sorts of questions that come up that you have to give the scenario to. And the business aspect is, is a whole other ball of wax because you have to look after what you know of in the family and then have a separate one for the business itself. It has its own, you know, employees perhaps or volunteers or 
I mean, your backup plan is even as simple as I always thought if I'm lying in the hospital and I'm there for weeks on end, I would want certain people to know. I would want visitors. I mean, I don't know if we're going to be allowed it yet. Right. But I would want people to come visit me. And how does my family know who to contact? Yeah. So there's all these different aspects of the backup plan. Like there's a contact list and you can put in there, this is my accountant. This is my lawyer. This is my, my neighbor down the street. Um, this yeah. is my girl's book club. This is my, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Cause your spouse doesn't know. My, I try to tell him all of this, but you know, he tells me and he's like, Jen, sometimes you just talk. <laughs> and I don't listen. I'm like, that's, that is fair. I think this is how it works out so well. Cause I do just talk sometimes. And uh, on that point though, how do you bring up this conversation? Let's say your significant other does have a business. How do you start that conversation? Or, uh, you know, your significant other hasn't figured out their backup plan, but you're working on your own. How do you start that conversation? Um, we have worksheets. Yay. Oh. Worksheets. So you print the worksheet off and we have workshops on Facebook. Sometimes we have them on zoom. Sometimes you can do them as a group. You can just do them with your own family. Um, Grab some wine, grab some appies, print your worksheet out. And you just tick down the boxes and go, well, the first question is, you know, Sam, um, what do you want for this? What do you want for that? And they just answer. And then by the time, you know, you don't even have your glass of wine finished. You're done the worksheet. Okay. That is, that is really exciting to hear that there's a supportive way to start bringing that into the conversation. And I know that we're, we're at the 45 minute mark and uh, I've been asking so many questions along the way. So is there anything that you wanted to cover that we haven't covered yet? I just want people to be empowered to know that it isn't hard, it's step by step by step. And that whatever might occur in your life, it doesn't matter if you've got had a stroke or your mom has dementia, or like I get asked for older people too and say, Tina, I'm sitting beside my mom and she says that I don't need to know her accounts. I've heard it because they don't think they're, they're going to die. So they don't think that, there's any need for you to know. So it's too late. It's too late to go over those things when something's already occurred, when your house is burnt down, when your house is flattened by a hurricane, you know, all of these things, it's too late. So do them while you can, while you want to, while you can ask those taboo questions, because it it just makes things clearer. It makes there's nothing worse than having regret and wonder after, did my mom want that? Did she want to be buried there? Did like, why, why, why not ask beforehand? Why not have all of that down so that there's no fighting after there's no arguments. Well, my sister said this and I don't, I don't agree, you know, all of that kind of stuff. You can eliminate all of that. And you can take it to another level too, by saying, 
I'm going to put stickers on my furniture or on my items, and this is who I want it to go to after. I mean, you can be as anal as you want to be in this program. You know, you can do just what you need to do, and you can, as time progresses, just start watching the videos. You become more enticed to understand, and therefore, it makes it easier. Um, I'm, I'm just wish we got taught these things in school. Yeah, because, because we don't, and we're not prepared. The state isn't prepared. The provinces aren't prepared. The country isn't prepared. You know, we weren't prepared for COVID. We weren't prepared for disasters and and oil issues and yeah. oil spills and you know all of these things. And I was thinking the other day, where is the emergency preparedness team when it comes to like the um, uh, NATO or, or in Japan when they have those, um, those big tsunamis. Well, no, they have those, um, oh gosh, what is, what is, are they called? Um, it's like in the oil field where, where they were out and they had that big oil spill. Cause one of the, one of the pipes. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called. Why don't they have a shutoff? Yeah. Why, why is there no like backup plan? I I just I don't get it. You you are you like it happens all over the world, but there never seems to be. Well, this is working great, but what happens if there's a leak? Yeah. Or a, a earthquake or anything that wrecks it? What do we do then? So I think I, I, I can't take over the world, but I definitely want to help people better understand what they need to get their shit together. And there's too much stuff up in here. Yeah. Your spouse doesn't know. And I can appreciate that. Any words of wisdom for our listeners to get started on this, even if it's not to do the backup plan or the blueprint, just just to even look into this world. That's right. Um, You'll find that there's a whole bunch of stuff out there, but it's mainly for when you die. So I wanted to take the avenue of looking at anything that could occur in your life, whether it's a car accident or cancer or a wildfire or anything um, that affects you, whether you're disabled or whether you can't talk or whether you're Uh, passed away, whatever the situation is, I want you to be better prepared and looking at if you have a small business, well, if I can't work for two or three months, how can I pre pre look at who can I hire, or who other physiotherapy or physiotherapists that I know that could look after my stuff while I'm getting recovered. And then I can do the same for them. So I want them to look at all these different things, because if you're a hairdresser or physiotherapist and you can't work for a few months, where do you think the client's going to go? And are they going to come back to you? Probably not. So why not have a backup to this is what I'll do for you and you can do it for me if I'm sick, you're sick or holidays or start looking at how to um, 
succession plan for your business? What do I want if I get dementia? What do I want to have happen? Who am I going to put in those positions? What does that look like? Um, Know what your husband has. If not, know where it is to access it. All of these different things. um, I could go on for like all day. (laughs) Well, because I, you have a lot of content, good content out there and a lot of knowledge. How do people reach out to you, find out more? How do they find out? Especially, I really like the idea of the blueprint, like in that coming out. So how do people get in touch? So the blueprint, like everything's on the website, um, yourbackupplan.ca. And the apps are on there. You just have to click on it if you have a Google or Android or iPhone or a tablet, Um, easy to use. Um, You uh, put in your profile and then you first make a guest user. The guest user will have access to your profile when needed. So it will be really, really good to have that um, set up first and then you just start the different modules. And then, yeah. Okay, cool. And then last but not least, What is something that you're grateful for? I am so grateful for having been put in this position to arrange everything like this, develop it from scratch and offer it to people to be able to have better access and better understanding of how to be better prepared Um, and be on shows like yours and and just getting the word out there because it it's so exciting to have people contact me after and say, you know, I only did one or two modules, but it really helped because this is what happened, you know? So it's just really exciting to, for people to be using it. Great. And I'm, I'm even, as you're saying that, I'm like, I should go set that up. Uh, <laughs> especially yeah. with having so many guests that uh, bring it up in different ways. And that's the way we learn. And, and, I would say that is my piece of gratitude for today is the fact that we are able to, even if you have five people saying the same type of information, they'll say it differently. That will hit someone differently. Yes. That was very repetitive, but I can be told the same thing from five different people. And it's not until the sixth person tells me that I'm like, oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And I've had to tell others, I do try to go back to the other five and go, you told me the same thing. I don't know why it didn't click, but I'm glad it did now. So I am very grateful that we keep having guests like you on the podcast to really help us start understanding the shit that the logistics of life, I guess you could say. (laughs) That shit that we all have in our life that no one else knows about. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So thank you, Tina, for coming on the show today. Bye. Hello again, beautiful human. What did you get out of today's episode? We'd love to hear what was most impactful to you. We all know someone that could have really used this episode. So please send it their way. Remind them that they're not alone. Stay tuned for new episodes every Wednesday. Here's a few ways that we could really use your support to keep shit you don't want to talk about going. Share an episode. Let's get the message out there. Donate on PayPal or Patreon. Subscribe and rate the show on iTunes or Spotify. And follow us on social media. Shit to talk about. Shit, the number two, talk about.
Bye.